friend? Talk radio? Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay. Mamma mia. Yeah. Mamma mia. The turnover. Connick couldn't handle it. Gets off. One on one with Salah. Pulls it in. Big rebound. For Saturday, April 23rd, 2022, it's, uh, it's your old friends at the Laced Up Podcast. Uh, it's been a while, you might say. Uh, we've missed you. I have. James Cole. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> uh, uh, I am uh, Brutes Pataglia of the high button um i tried to make it through the entire like hey how's it going what's the plan today meeting with you uh without actually confirming with you uh i also have covid um it finally got us it got the boys uh probably probably because we were together uh because that's how it works so yeah uh it's been a great week. Um, that's not where we've been for six weeks. I've only had it for five days, um, technically. That's crazy. I didn't. I didn't know this. <clears throat> yeah, it's not been a. It's not been fun. But I mean, the thing is, <clears throat> for me, it's gonna be an annoying episode to listen to because I'm just gonna sound terrible. You sound fine. I think I sound awful. But the interesting thing was, is two weeks ago I had a sinus cold as well. Uh, and it, it was, it was terrible. Like for, for those people who weren't around me uh, at the time or haven't spoken to me, you know, since that happened, it was terrible. Like, like one of the worst sinus colds I've ever had. Uh, but I had it for, I don't know, like, uh, 72 hours maybe. And then I just kind of woke up one day or like went to bed one night and I'm like, ah, I feel pretty good. Like everything's fine. And so, um, with this, everything has been incredibly mild, but it won't go away. Like it just won't like it. it, it I'm on my third day of thinking that, oh, tomorrow I'm going to be like a hundred percent. Actually today is like the worst day since like day two. I feel like, like today, today I feel worse than I did yesterday and Wednesday. It's not the direction you want to be going in my guy. No, but we'll see. That's crazy. So you were you, you were off today then? Yeah, I haven't worked since. Uh, well, I went to work Monday because I didn't I didn't have any symptoms. Um, but as the day went on, like I'm counting that as day one, but I guess technically it's day zero. Uh, they say. So I went to work. I worked all day. I felt fine. Uh, like around three or four, I started getting tired. But to be quite honest with you, I work on my feet for eight hours a day. That just tends to happen a couple days a week where I will just feel like grim death around four or five o'clock. Um, so yeah, like I just figured, oh, well, you know, long weekend, uh, it's just hitting me, you know, whatever. 
And I went out for a beer with a buddy of mine on uh, Monday night, uh, like right after work. And I got home and again, felt fine, ate dinner. Around like 8.30, I kind of just felt like this, like, like the side of my throat was swollen or something, you know? And, uh, but it wasn't bad. It was just kind of there. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I get sore throats all the time. I, I'm a snorer. I slept through the night and I woke up Tuesday morning uh, and it had migrated again to my sinuses. And I'm like, oh, uh, my sinuses are broken. Um, I have allergies maybe. And then like, I'm, you know, talking with people I work with, you know, should I come in? I don't know what the protocol is. I couldn't get a straight answer from them because they're useless. And so I, uh, I just decided not to go in. And that was a good decision because it got worse from there on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, it was quite tired and achy. Uh, Thursday was fine. Um, you know, it wasn't bad yesterday. I, I, like there were ups and downs today. Not as good, I would say, but whatever, you know, I can't all be winners. So no, I have not been to work or out of the house since Monday. I, uh, I only ask because, uh, I find it hilarious that we still waited until like eight o'clock at night to get together and do this. I just figured you were at work all day, you know? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be quite honest with you, it took me till this point today to feel good enough to do this. So like it kind of would have worked out that way anyway. Um, but yeah, when we planned it yesterday, there was no reason to do it this late at night, I guess that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, whatever works, you know, it was, it was um, not part of the bit, put it that way. I didn't do yeah. it just to throw you off the scent. That's for sure. Uh, well, you know what? Actually, that's not true. When I text you yesterday, I actually felt good enough that I did kind of think I was going to work today. But then as I went to bed, I'm like, well, but if I'm so sure that like, like my, my test was negative first off, I should say, but I, I know that I, I have COVID for sure. So when I was going to bed, I'm like, well, I feel like I'd be good enough to go, but why don't I just isolate properly and just be safe, you know, safe rather than sorry. And it turns out uh, it was good to be safe rather than sorry because I felt like shit this morning. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, this is now a, uh, a uh, immunologist podcast. Yeah. Um, because now I'll, I'll tell my uh, side of, of the tale. Um, our, our guest today, also Dr. Teresa Tam. Should oh, be good. Spicy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she, um, she's a Senators fan, maybe. So uh, mine, you know, prior to the long weekend there, um, we, uh, we, I'm in my, my placement there, as, as some people might know, and, and doing the, the, the teaching thing. And... Uh, we, uh, we, we depart for the long weekend and big plans. We got everything figured out for next week. It's, it's all going to be great. And on Monday, my teacher lady says to me, uh, yeah, I've, uh, my daughter has COVID and I probably won't be in this week. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. But like, at least I know what the plan is. You know, it, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. And uh, we got through Tuesday and, and uh, Tuesday was fine. Ran, ran the show by myself there and went back in Wednesday morning and Wednesday morning, she messaged me again and says that she's got COVID now in, in, in addition to her daughter. And I'm like, Oh, well, that's, that's not good. I should probably, I should probably test myself if, if that's the case. So 
Wednesday finished up and, uh, and, uh, I got, got off, uh, off placement and, uh, same as you by the sounds of things, just really tired, which is like, yeah, yeah. I'm not used to running a classroom by myself. So that's to be expected. Yeah. Like, like, uh, when I say grim death, I, I am obviously over-exaggerating. I would say that this is the most mild, like, cold or anything i've had in in quite some time i mean like the sinus cold i had two weeks ago was the first time i've been sick in three years but i mean like even relatively speaking like this is pretty mild i'm pretty like high functioning for the most part around the house um you know like i I can cook for myself and everything still like i'm still i'm still good um but you're right like it's just been the (laughs) i don't want to use the wrong word here but it's been interesting because I never really know what it's going to throw at me. It's like, like one day, one day, uh, like it, my, my throat's sore and I'm tired. And then the next day, like my nose is plugged. My throat's fine. I'm not that tired, but I'm achy as hell. And then the next day it's like a different combination. Like it's like throwing everything in a blender. Now it's day four. I got a cough. Didn't have a cough yesterday. Got a, got a big cough, a lot of cough syrup in me right now. Well, the normal amount, but. So it's been interesting because it feels like every few hours just it kind of changes. Uh, but it's, it's not fun, I guess. That would not have been the word to use. I didn't use it. So, yeah. So that was that was great. Then Wednesday night, I had to uh, I had to break my teacher's heart and let her know that uh, I myself was also down with the COVID. And uh, yeah. the entire week just kind of fell apart at that point, which was hilarious. So. Um, we're both texting each other each day being like, Oh, I wonder what the kids are doing. And, ah, isn't this crazy? We both got COVID. So (laughs) it's, uh, you know what though? It's the best time. Like if we're going to, if we're going to get it, this is a, this is a fine time to get it. I guess if we're going to look on the, on the plus side, you know, we're, we're both, we're both, uh, multi-vaccinated, right. Uh, you know, it's, it's happening. Uh, later in the pandemic so now we know how to handle it right we, we know people who've had it or uh, people have had to you know book off work and things like that like I we know, know how to handle that it have had it twice now oh yeah so do i i guess i was <laughs> um I, I uh i um really was like starting to get almost nervous for a while there because it was just like it's almost like there was a lot of pressure on me i felt like uh, the last few weeks because it was like everyone i knew had it a lot of people i know had it twice you know bo bennett's had it 14 times and here i am going out in public you know shaking hands i don't kiss babies but you know mingling and i i, I couldn't get it like it just i couldn't get it and I wouldn't even talk about it. People would be like, oh, man, you haven't got it, eh? And they're, like, shrugging me. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Just don't bring, don't fucking bring it up. It's like a streak. You know, it's like a shutout. Don't mention it. Just see if I can get through the fucking thing without it happening. And I got to tell you, we made it. We made it. We made it to the third period, buddy. For sure. Like, we kept that shutout running till the third period. Not bad. That was that was like I think we went probably like twenty four up, twenty four down, but we just couldn't get that that last three, <laughs> that last inning. You know, yeah. that's, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, it wouldn't have been, I guess, it wouldn't have been a perfect game for you or me, I guess, because we've had to do tests 
you've had to isolate this this is the first time i've had to isolate i've walked a couple batters for sure yeah so you know what i mean like i think i was closer to the perfect game but it, it still it still would have been a no hitter uh, it wouldn't have now, not, would not have been a perfect game for either of us but now i got i gotta tell you one person that uh took away a home run uh, at the at the wall leaping is is my girlfriend who despite spending the last five days in extremely close proximity to me uh has yet to come down with it that rocks i uh <laughs> i i i mean she she hasn't had it right nope that we know of yeah that's cool she's still got the no no i like going. that i, I like no it tests. good for her well yeah she's doing great Let's see if she can handle the pressure. You know what, though? Uh, well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say she doesn't spend that much time around people, but she spends a ton around a ton of time around a lot of people. Uh, so yeah, that's actually pretty impressive. She's made it that long. Yeah, my my cap goes off to her. I'm I'm tipping my cap as Garrett Cole would do. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Wojer, uh, working on a working on a no hitter. There it is. Um, NBA playoffs. Have you been watching any of the Raptors? Yeah. Um, Tough. I got to tell you, even though the series is 3 nothing, I'm really excited to watch a game tomorrow. Um, I thought it was I tonight. I was, I was all geared up for the game tonight. and then No. But you know uh, what? It's a, it's a nice afternoon game tomorrow. A lot of people complaining. Oh. I'm fired up about it. Uh, especially okay. now because I don't I don't work at uh, the restaurant tomorrow yeah, anymore. because nothing to do I tomorrow. I don't, I don't think I'm allowed to. Uh, so, so yeah, I, um, I'm excited to watch it. I've watched most of it. Um, it's a bummer for sure. Um, I did really think that they were going to be able to, uh, to make more of a series out of it with Philadelphia. But I mean, you know, the first two games, they got absolutely nothing for calls. In fact, they were, they were getting screwed by some calls. Um, you know, both games in Philadelphia, I guess. And then, uh, game three, the refing was, was pretty even. I thought, um, you know, if anything, the Raptors got some breaks, but, uh, you know, they, uh, they just couldn't get it done. In- injury problem, a-, a big part of the story too, I, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, Scotty Barnes going down is kind of the, is kind of the, the big thing there, right? Um, Gary Trent Jr. hasn't been healthy the whole series. He, he uh, like, he, he plays game three, right? And everyone's like, oh, thank God the guy's back. And he's like, well, it's the first day and the first time in a week that my uh, temperature has been below 103. And I'm like, well, what is your temperature? Like, were you playing with, like, a 100-degree temperature, 101 tonight, just bangs home, like, 25 points or whatever the fuck? That was pretty cool, but uh, but yeah, it sucks. Like they're they're banged up, and they uh, I don't want to say they're not deep enough to overcome that. Uh, they they do choose not to be deep enough to overcome that. The way that Nick Nurse runs the the rotations, it you know if you go down a couple guys, that's uh, that's that's it, right? So uh, rightly or wrongly, that's uh, they're gonna go down by the sword, I guess, and. Uh, you know, it's kind of frustrating to watch, but yeah, you know what? In game three, there, I, I, I thought it. I thought they had it. I thought they had it. So did I. Yeah, that was tough. They looked really good the first half. Like they, they were yeah. just in control. They were, they were forcing the 76ers to do dumb things. I mean, they got James Harden to foul out. 
like they, they played a good game, but um, you know, there's, there's not really any excuse for a lot of the defensive breakdowns. Um, I know it's everywhere in the NBA, but you know, it, it's when you're reviewing a foul call and it's up in front of 18,000 people and everyone can fucking see that not an elbow nor a wrist comes anywhere close to Embiid's face and you're putting them on the line for two, you know, like again, it's, it's just, it's hard to get ahead when you're throwing, uh, you know, an, an MVP candidate on the free throw line constantly. So it is what it is. You know, it's, uh, it was one of those years. I don't really think anyone thought they were going to be exceptionally good. Um, you know, and they've, they've given it a pretty good run. We'll see what they have left for us. You know, you, you never know what this team, but, uh, I'm not expecting much. Uh, well, it's, it's been, it's been like, like you mentioned six weeks or so. So we should probably talk about some hockey at some point because, uh, sure. we're not going to try to play catch up necessarily. This is just going to be uh rip the bandaid, clean, clean sleet, clean sleet, sure. clean, clean sheet, three sheets to the wind. Um, three clean. Yeah. I don't even know what, I don't even know what we would have missed that really would be all that pertinent either. Like we covered the, the trade deadline, something. I think. So, um, right, we covered the de- we covered the deadline. Yeah, we covered the deadline. So, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but we should kind of maybe start off by mentioning the passing of uh, both Mike Bossy and Guy Lafleur, uh, two yeah, giants of the game from uh, roughly the same era. Uh, a couple of guys that uh, I think in in the in the grand scheme if, if you were to look at the the history of the sports icons the two just just two larger than life gentlemen um by by all respects uh very very humbled very down to earth and uh respected by what seems to be the majority of their uh teammates opponents coaches fans um two guys that i don't think ever got themselves involved with any controversies or you know dust-ups or anything of the like and uh, <laughs> dust-ups dust-ups like such way. a classic like mid-70s newfoundlander <laughs> way to t- talk about like a, a little rough in front of the net ah a little dust up there craig ludwig uh, and isn't that uh uh semi-pro when they cut to commercial they all go <laughs> just haywire each other they come back and oh a bit of a dust-up there while you were away and <laughs> yeah yeah, it's that, it's that, or it's goon. It's goon or semi-pro. Yeah, but I think it is semi-pro. I think you're right. <laughs> but uh, that's good. Uh, but yeah, two gentlemen gone far too young. Um, do you have any lasting memories about the guy? I, I realize they both played well before our no. our time, but <laughs> no, I I got to be honest with you. I I there are few there are fewer players that meant more to the game than Guy Lafleur that I know so little about. Um, but the one thing is that I know, you know, he, he is one of those guys where everyone who was around when he was around has a story, you know, like, like a larger than life type guy, like Beliveau in that sense, but different stories. Um, you know, Lafleur just seemed like he was a character and, um, you know, I, I, I always, I always admired that about him, but, uh, but no, I don't, I don't, I've never really watched much of him play. I, I can't really speak to, uh, 
to have much of a personal connection there other than I can see how he affected other people. You know, he, he's done a lot for the game. Um, and pretty much ditto for Mike Bossy. I mean, you know, he, he's a guy who probably until the last couple of years, I would have given the title of the greatest goal scorer to ever play the game. Um, you know, I think Ovi's kind of, it's really hard to take that away from Ovechkin now, I would say. Um, but Bossy in, in his time was a freak, right? Like, um, you know, you play half the season with a broken back and, and score like 59 goals. Uh, it was insane. So, um, you know, he, he has always been, I think as a guy who loves stats and numbers and, uh, you know, hockey cards and just like looking at stat sheets, uh, Mike Bossies is one of my favorites in the entire game to just kind of, I can kind of look at every six months to a year and say, you know, that's uh, like, it's, it's, it's stat perfection in a way as a hockey fan, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and even to circle back to it, like Guy Lafleur. Yeah, that's a guy where uh, I think you you know him more because of his flair, right? You 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 think of Beale Floor, you think of the hair in the wind, and you know streaking down the wing, and and he just had that personally. His the guy's got a, a disco album, you know. Um, but like Bossy, who who came a few years later, uh, this was a guy that. Uh, really took a, a stranglehold on, on the offensive game in the NHL. He, I, I always forget he won three straight Art Rosses um, in an era where you've got guys out there like Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito and, um, you know, Bobby Clark to a lesser extent. But just the numbers he was putting up in the mid-70s um, were phenomenal. And, and, and I, I always I always forget about that. And I'm sure, I'm sure every Habs fan is going to, mail in and let me know how dare I forget his 60 goals, uh, you know, or, or whatever, whatever other stat they have memorized on the back of their tattoo. But um, always undervalued uh, Guy Lafleur when I, whenever I think about numerical outputs for, for offense and uh, um, yeah, two, two legends that, uh, that will be missed. And uh yeah, gone too soon. To something a little more topical and maybe a bit of a, a, a debate going around uh, the internet lately. I think you and I have spoken about it, but Greg Wyshynski rehashed it. It blew up all over Twitter the last couple of days. And I thought that this might be a good opportunity to um, maybe readdress it, especially with, with having Seattle uh, in, in the mix this year with, with 32 teams. Um, obviously we just talked about the NBA playoffs, uh, getting underway and, and, and they had their play in round, uh, about a week and a half ago. Where do we stand or where do you stand? I, I suppose I should say when it comes to expanding the NHL playoffs. Uh, okay. So I, I am vehemently against it. <laughs> Uh, but I will put an asterisk beside that. Uh, it is contingent upon that we're going to continue calling things the same way. Uh, I have no interest in watching more playoffs, so we, we need less, a lot less, I think. Um, if they want to call the rule book, 
and we're going to play the same sort of sport that we see all year in the regular season, uh, I would be interested in a play-in round because I, I think things could really get interesting there. Uh, but when the playoffs are becoming more and more a story of, um, you know, teams trading for guys that are, um, you know, that basically like to take penalties because they know they're not going to take those same penalties in the playoffs because shit doesn't get called. Um, you know, like it, it, I don't have no interest in watching, uh, uh, 28 games of Ben Sherratt for the second fucking year in a row this year, but I'm gonna, cause the Panthers are probably going to go to the cup final, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to watch that shit. Um, you know, but if we're watching like a team that's barely missing the playoffs, that's got some speed and, you know, things like that. And, and we're going to see an actual series where the speed is getting used. Uh, then sure. I, I think it's super intriguing. You know, the, the NBA doing it, um, you know, it's, um, it's kind of worked for them. I think I, I'm not as uh, enamored with it as I think a lot of people are. I, I think the NBA playoffs are, and always will be uh, the worst uh, as we just talked about the Raptors for like five minutes there, but the NBA playoffs are, are not very good. Um, you know, I, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm saying that as I'm sitting here watching the heat and the Hawks, uh, terrible, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't love the product that we currently have. I'm not interested in seeing more of it, I guess. Um, as time goes on, I'm hoping that they're going to curb some of that stuff. And by the time they start doing that, maybe we're ready for a play-in round. Um, but if you were to ask me, should we do it next season? God, no. Absolutely not. We, we, we should have 12, maybe eight playoff teams next year. Uh, that's interesting. That uh, so, so less less about the number of of playoff teams or the quality of those teams making the playoffs, and 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 more so to speak to the product that is yeah. is being displayed. That's interesting. I, I haven't I well, because taken because I guess just to explain it like a little clearer, what I mean is like the sport is very random, right? And like it's already random enough when you call the rule book the way that it's supposed to be. Like in the regular season, I'm not saying it's called the way it should be, but it's called a lot closer in the regular season uh, to, you know, what you're supposed to call it. And we that's why we see, you know, the, the Senators beat the Panthers like eight to two all of a sudden. It's like, well, like who the fuck knows? You know, it's a long season. It's a random sport. Who, who knows what's going to happen? But there's there's something to be said about how I only need a certain amount of randomness I don't need complete chaos, I don't think. And so the way I see it is the NHL is the closest thing in a playoff to complete chaos that there is. Like even March Madness, everything. The NHL is the most chaotic. If factor in more teams, like I don't really know that I'm interested in seeing a sub-500 team go to the cup final again because eventually they are going to get their ass kicked and that Cinderella run, you know, only does so much for me dependent on how they get there. The story itself isn't enough to me. They actually need to be interesting to watch the, the Oh six Oilers, um, you know, the 2012 Kings, like they were interesting how they got there. The, the Canadians were, but they weren't, like, they're maybe the bad example, but they're the most recent example, right? And the most extreme, I guess. Um, 
but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, there's just too much. Uh, there's too much parody. I think like people are are looking for more parody in a sport where it's like, I don't fucking know. Like who? Like honest to God, you could literally make a case for all 16 teams that are making the playoffs to win the cup, and that's fine. But I don't know that that's necessarily what I want. Like I would like to see the number more around like eight to eleven. Like, like 10 years ago, it felt like five teams would make the playoffs that you knew they were going to get their fucking brains bashed in. And every couple of years, one of those brains bashed in teams wouldn't get things bashed in. You'd be like, oh, that's cool. Uh, but I'm, I, like, I, I still kind of need a little bit of that in the first round, too, you know? Yeah, well, it's interesting. And, like, I think for myself, the, <clears throat> the, the conversation kind of comes down to the fact that like, historically uh, throughout the, the history of the game, this, this is the lowest percentage of teams that has ever made the playoffs before. Um, and I'm not saying that that's reason enough to just go in and, and, and make the change for that, that purpose alone. But when you've got, when you've got 16 of your 32 fan bases, you can chalk it down to 12 if you want to call the playoff races interesting down the stretch. Um, but when you've got a, a large enough percentage oh, of your fan base that, that just by January are checked out, you know, like how, how are you really growing uh, the sport? How, how, how are you as an entertainment business expected to, you know, increase revenue and, and all those uh, all those things that go along with it, when when half the people don't care by mid season. So, I think if you can find a way to squeeze in a, a couple more teams, and it doesn't even have to be a full round. If you can talk about this play in around uh, uh, type of deal that the NBA has going with it, and you can keep the integrity of the sixteen team playoffs um, once you've sorted out which which of those play in round teams are going to make that next round, so to speak. Um, I'm honestly shocked it, it just hasn't happened already um, through the owners and the players looking at this and saying, well, if, if we can get a little bit more revenue at the gate, if we can increase the salary cap just a little bit more each year, you know, I'm, well, I'm just a little surprised that these teams <clears throat> haven't come to that decision on their own. I, I think the easy answer is just that no other league had done it until recently. You know, I'm not even talking about the NBA. Like, like the MLB wildcard games have only been a thing for so long. Um, you know, and now, um, now that the NBA has added their tournament. Uh, like, I, I guarantee you the NHL is sitting there now and is saying, well, you know, does this make sense? I'm not saying that they're seriously considering doing it. I, I have no idea. But um, I, I would be shocked if they're not at least uh, – having lunch about it. And, and it, you know, I think there's, there's cause for excitement from, uh, you know, those teams that are making the playoffs as well, because now you've got situations where like, say you're a, a car avalanche fan and well, that's a bad example. They're, they're way out in first, aren't they? Someone like, uh, you know, a fan of, of in, in the East, let's, let's say the, the, yeah, uh, the, the, I don't know if you've heard, James. The Avalanche have 94 wins in an 82 game season. So, right, uh, yeah. bad example. Uh, let, let, let's put it this way: if, if you're a fan of the Wild or the Blues, all right, you, you, you're watching those those two teams, and you know 
all right, they're going to meet in the playoffs. We already know that it's, it's been decided pretty much for about a month now. Um, there's a few games left to go. There's not a lot of rooting interest there outside of which city are we going to start the series in? If you had an element where, you know, the top two, top three teams in the, in the Western conference get a buy, you know, they avoid having to play a, a first round matchup. They get one of those play in round teams and you're the, St. Louis Blues sitting on the cusp. Well, now you've got a reason as a fan to stay invested in those last few games throughout the season. Just, just you know, you're in a different, you're in a playoff race, even though you're in a playoff spot. You're, it, it's a different type of race. It, it adds a different type of excitement. And you get that at the top of the division or the top of the conference, I should say. And then you get that further down around the six, seven seed for those teams that are trying to avoid the play in round. And then you get it further down from that. Uh, down around the, you know, whatever you want to call it, 10, 12 seed for the teams that are trying to get into the playoff, a play-in round. Um, so you've, you've almost taken one playoff race and you've expanded it into three different ones with uh, differing uh, levels of, of, of interest and importance and uh, some strategy that goes into it as well, I think. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, Yes, it, it will make them more money. You can't really argue that. Um, and yes, uh, I will be the idiot who <clears throat> goes to Boston Pizza and watches the play-in games and drinks a ton of beers and is like, wow, this is awesome. Uh, but, you know, when we're talking, like, like it, it, I feel like we have some version of this conversation every year where we talked about the, the I don't know what term to really use, I'm sick the sanctity of the sport or whatever um you know like the all the shit about putting asterisks and is this like a a, a accurate evaluation of who the best team is like i i'm starting to feel the more i watch playoff hockey the less that i feel that it is an accurate representation of who the fucking best teams are and you know like for the people who want to say well the refing in the playoffs always been the same that's true, the, but the refing in the regular season uh, used to be a lot fucking stranger, and now it makes a lot more sense, right? Like, that's the big difference is the gap between the two and the product. Like, the gap between the two is so noticeable because anyone who watches 30-plus NHL play regular season games and then goes and watches four or five playoff games in a night can clearly see that this is not the same product. Right. Like, like there, there's really no debate on that one for me, but you know, the money overrides and whatever, and that's fine. Like uh, at the end of the day, I would still like to see more money in their pockets. Cause uh, you know, poverty league and all that stuff. Um, so let, let's give it a final yes. Uh, yay. Nay. Uh, on, on expansion. Is it, is it coming whether we like it or not? Oh, is it coming? Uh, yeah yeah i don't know like you're 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 right you're right though like i've never it's always really seemed like gary bettman is not interested in that and so i don't really know that this is one of those things that he's going to change his mind on but who knows he also said ads were never going on the jerseys and then one day it was like, oh, the ads are going on the jerseys. And it was like, oh, when Winnipeg is not getting an NHL team again. And it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's Mark Chipman. You ever heard of him? Uh, so I don't know. You never know. 
We're never going to have another lockout. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll say yes, it's probably coming. I think it's coming. If, if not in Gary Bettman's tenure, then uh, whoever takes over after him. Ah, yes, in 30 to 45 Earth years. Yes. Um, a strange situation today uh, that took place. Uh, did you hear about Robin Leonard? Kind of. I've heard a lot about Robin Leonard today. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard everything, but uh, fill me in. Vegas, obviously, on the cusp of, of, of a playoff spot. Uh, a lot of people thinking that it's probably over for them. Uh, they're right on the edge. And uh, last game, uh, Robin Leonard gives up one goal on 13 shots in the first period. Gets yanked in the intermission. And uh, uh, a lot of people were kind of confused by the move. Um, I'm not even sure if Vegas went on to win that game or not, but it was just a, I, I know all the headlines were very uh, focused on the fact it was a tied game, one goal scored against, and you're going to yank uh, what you probably consider to be the the better of the two goaltenders. Although I should say that uh, uh, Thompson there, the, the back of Logan Thompson, he's having a great season uh, in, in limited work. He's looked pretty good. So maybe you're just trying to, you know, put your best foot forward and, and, and uh, go for the win. But um, whatever the case may be uh, today, it was reported that uh, Robin Leonard was having a season ending uh, knee surgery uh, to correct an injury that he sustained against the flyers uh, on March 8th. Uh, yeah. Lots, lots has been speculated about him being hurt the last few weeks. Um, <clears throat> so uh, yeah, comes out that he's having season ending Knee surgery, only for head coach Pete DeBoer to fire back uh, to reporters in the uh, post-practice scrum today, uh, saying that this was news to him and that he expects uh, Robin to be uh, on the ice on Sunday for their their matchup. I don't think anyone knows really what's going on right now with Robin Leonard. Uh, If he's had surgery, if he hasn't had surgery, doesn't sound like Pete DeBoer knows. (laughs) I have a theory. Okay. And it's really quite a simple one. Uh, Robin Leonard and Riley Smith have the exact same cap hit. So I think that, that the Vegas Golden Knights are having conversations about that they would rather have Riley Smith than Robin Leonard down the stretch. And uh, they wouldn't be completely wrong to say that either. So I don't know if that's a move that they could make, but it's uh, the first thing that jumps out at me. Now, now down the stretch, that's fine. But if to qualify for LTIR, he has to go through the surgery. Now you've lost Robin Leonard for the playoffs. Sure. So unless, like I said, unless you're confident in, in Logan Thompson as your guy going through the first round uh, against what would likely be Colorado, I, I, don't, I don't get it. It seems like you're putting a lot of a lot of effort just to sneak in and then not have all your assets yeah, but it, anyway. It might be one of those situations where Leonard is so burnt out and so hurt that he's only going to be like 80% of himself if they play him anyway. And so, you know, if that's the case, maybe they'd rather go Tom's. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, and if, if they obviously would know something that we don't, so, 
it was just a bizarre set of uh, circumstances that kind of came out all at the same time. Yeah, he's having surgery. He's done for the year. Oh, no, wait. That's not what I I heard. I'm the head coach. He's supposed to be here on on uh, on the ice the next day. Um, very bizarre, especially going back to the fact that he he is hurt. Like there there is definitely something wrong with Robin Leonard this season, and 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 Vegas's uh, cap situation. You know, much has been made of that. So one of those one of those days, one of those afternoons on a Friday where it seems uh, you always like to bury the story and uh, hope no one notices by the time Monday rolls back around. Yeah, it um, put it this way. It was very characteristic of Vegas, uh, the notoriously most dramatic organization in the NHL. So. Uh, Ryan gets lab retired. Yes. yes. Well, he's going to retire, yes. I suppose. His last yeah, game well, will be on Sunday? Oh, he hasn't yet? Okay. No. Uh, I, I think it rocks. That gets off was just like, yeah, I'm gonna retire at the end of the year. Everyone's like, oh, okay, that's in like three weeks. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I'm just gonna stay home too. What? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm just not gonna come on the road. I'm just gonna play the home games. What? What, what do you mean? Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'll I'll play the home games. I'm not coming on the road though. I'm gonna stay home. All right. Uh, that's cool. Good for Ryan Getzlaff. <laughs> I've always liked Ryan Getzlaff. I got a lot of respect for him. Um, good career. So, you know, now's the time to, I would say. Like, he still had a pretty good year, or pretty good first half anyway. And uh, you, you, you've seen it slip over the past five years and kind of ebb and flow a little bit over that time. Uh, but it's hard for me to believe that, you know, he really has much more in the tank. I respect him for going out now. When he knows, uh, when he knows it's time, you know. I was a little surprised he didn't get dealt to the deadline, and obviously that was something that he was going to determine on his own. Um, kind of respect but... him for staying put too. Like I, yeah. I kind of, I kind of think that's cool. Where he just kind of says, you know, <clears throat> I know, like he knows he can't go to uh, the Dallas Stars or wherever and really dig that much fucking deeper and really make a good run at it. Like, he he's sitting here knowing, look, I got, like, five, maybe ten games left in me, and I got no interest in a playoff run. Like, fair enough. That's that's fine. I, I can completely understand how difficult that probably is. So, yeah, yeah. Um, God is Cup, albeit... You know, way back when, and, and I think that was his second year in the league, and um, he still had hair. <clears throat> true, a lot of it actually. I, I, you go back I and look at those old Getzlav photos. Uh, he had a nice head of hair at one point. How quickly things change. I think one of the weirder things for me, because I think of Timu Solani as being like such a a '90s player, like it. <clears throat> it's not only weird to me that Timu Solani was on the same team as like a rookie Corey Perry and Ryan Getzlaff and won a cup. But it's even weirder to me that they played like six seasons together. Like that, that is bizarre to me. When I, when I think back on like the mid two thousands, late two thousands, early 2010s, 
that fact still sounds weird to me. They played more than half a decade together. It sounds fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, Hall of Famer? It's, it's tough for me. So I, I've thought about it. Here's where I come down on, on Getz Laugh. Is if you put, like, like when someone said, is Ryan Getz Laugh a Hall of Famer? I was like, yes, of course he is. And when someone asks me, is Eric Stahl a Hall of Famer? I say, no, are you out of your mind? Like, absolutely not. And then you look at their careers. They had the same career, basically. And so what is the reason that I'm putting Ryan Getzlaff in? Because he has the name value and was a like a captain, I guess, of a team that had a lot of deeper runs. So we kind of fell in love with him. You know, like, I'm not complaining about Ryan Getzlaff, but I think when you, if you were to kind of look at those two as similar players... Um, I don't, I don't know. They're, they're borderline for me. Uh, I, I would say no for Getzlaff, basically, the more I think about it, but the arguments there. Yeah, it, it's, he's one of those guys where the international resume might get him over the hump. Uh, you, you toss those two gold medals yeah. in there. Um, yep. that, That's that fair. might be the difference maker. A thousand, he's got a thousand points, played a thousand games. I, I think one thing that really hurts him, and it sounds weird because, again, like he wasn't really known for his goal scoring, but this is a guy that didn't even get to 300 goals in his career. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, that's, like, that's, it just sounds that's, wrong. That's fair. And, I mean, like, I, I guess to further your point is, like, I've always looked at him as, like, the Joe Thornton type where it's, like, who really – like, he could score two goals a season but he might get 80 assists and that, and whatever. Sure. That's fine. Um, but you know, I, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I, I think Joe Thornton still has like 400 goals. So, you know, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Like Ryan Getzlaff was only Ryan Getzlaff for so long. And there were a lot of years where you're going to look at a stat sheet and he was probably better than what the stats are going to reflect, but the stats are what they are. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. 430 for our guy Jumbo Joe. Jeez, a Lou. Um, this was a fun one. Austin Matthews. Uh, he uh, he broke Rick oh, Vives' record. News. Oh, thank God! I thought it was. I thought it. I don't know what I thought. All right. I thought maybe he got fined or something, and we didn't talk about it or whatever. You got to play hot. It's never good fine. news, James. Yeah. It's never it's never good news. You need to you need to understand that. Like I um I gotta be honest with you. Because I've watched the Leafs so intermittently live this year just because of my schedule. I am debating. You're gonna think I'm fucked. I am debating not fucking watching the Leafs at all in the playoffs. Not oh. because I don't have faith in them. It's because I do have faith in them. I've just come to the conclusion that I'm the problem. Because when the last game I watched, I don't remember what happened, but it was very unfortunate. And then they won like eight in a row or whatever. And then I watched uh, last night, which went well. Uh, they lost 14 to negative five uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> and you know what the best part was? Is I was out for my walk during the first period, which was scoreless. And then I came back and I'm like, ah, oh, the Leafs game. Cool, right on. Oh, yeah. Saw the shit show. So, uh, anyway. I might not watch the Leafs in the playoffs. However, 
I did watch Austin Matthews break Rick Vibes' goal record. That was really cool. Yeah, that was uh, that was my favorite Leafs regular season game in a in a very long time, probably since the Cujo game. I would say. Wow. Yeah that that was. That was the most fun I've had watching a regular season Leafs game. Uh, maybe the Futures game there, the 8-6 against Carolina, was pretty good too. But, uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. It was cool. I was going to say the Curtis McElhinney game. That was fun. So, yeah, he breaks the record and uh, turns around a few minutes later and scores the overtime winner to break the single-season American goals record, which, uh, yeah. to me was actually more surprising that the number was as low as it was than, than him breaking the Rick Vive record. Not that I could think of an American that had like a 60 well, goal season, but... And, and, that, and that's what I was going to say is like, I think because there have been so many 60 plus goal seasons in, in I was going to say in the NHL, but let's be more specific, from the 70s to the mid 90s, that we sort of think that it is this massively common thing. Like a lot of a lot of seasons, there are a lot of stat sheets where a guy played eighty games and scored fucking sixty goals or more, right? But the amount of guys who have scored sixty is like what, like fourteen guys or some shit, or I mean, it's probably not that low, but it's not very high. You know, it's a small list of guys that have ever scored sixty in a fucking season. So it does make sense to me. You're you're right. Like when I saw that he had the record, I'm like, that's incredible. But I was also kind of like, well, who the fuck else would have done that? Patrick Kane? Like, you know. Well, and you know what, uh, Brutes? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that, that oh, leads me for to the love of God. Our, uh, our game show today. Uh, brought, brought a game show back because of, of Austin Matthews breaking some records. Look, we got, we got four 50-goal scorers this year. Offense is up. Records are being broken. We got four this year? And when, yeah, we got... Uh, we got Austin Matthews way out in front, followed by Leon Dreisaitl. Chris Kreider is a 50-goal scorer. You lost oh, Kreider got there, right? Your life. Sorry, I've been uh, – I'm not going to lie. I've made it pretty far into the podcast without saying this, and uh, if you're still listening, I guess it's time to be honest with everyone. Uh, I've been pretty checked out of the NHL since our last episode. Uh, not because not I don't like the NHL. I was coaching and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I actually didn't know Kreider got there. Cool. And then last night, uh, our guy Alex Ovechkin uh, tied uh, Gretzky and I did see that, for, yeah. for most 50-goal seasons in a career. But um, I went through, because uh, I'm in isolation and I'm bored as all hell, and I, I, I wanted to, to see if I could name each team's franchise, single-season, goals record holder, and or points record holder okay. so I went through and I put down my guess for each player and then I put down a number that I, I guessed for each player for both categories and then I went and checked my work and uh, if I got the player right I gave myself a point and if I was within five goals I gave myself another point and if I got the number dead on I gave myself a third point so okay. I would like to see Mr. Pataglia, how well you can stack up in this game. Now, we won't do both categories. We'll, uh, we'll go team by team. I was going to say, that sounds like a lot. Yeah. 
we'll just go, we'll go team by team. You, you'll either pick the goals or the points and, and you can choose either or, and, uh, uh, give me a name, give me a number. And we'll so see how, how, you do. how will I know if I beat you? You'll just do the math at the end. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Okay. So, yep. For the Anaheim Ducks, would you like to guess the goal or the points? Oh, uh, neither. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just punish through these. I'll throw names and numbers out there. That the ducks are harder. I'm all right. I'm going to be really bold on this one with what I'm doing. Okay. I'm going to go goals. Okay. I'm going to say that it's Corey Perry with 50. Okay. I'm going to say Solani never had 50 as a duck. I have that locked in. Thank you. Um, Arizona counties. Remember, this is franchise, so this yeah. would include the Jets. Yeah, I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go goals, and I'm gonna go Timu Solani with 76. <laughs> um, spoiler alert! I feel good about your guess. Yeah, yeah my Timu Solani knowledge really fucking paying me tonight. There you go. Uh, Boston Bruins. Oh God, I don't know. Uh, Sergey Samsonov with 14 points. Um, I'll go. I'll go. Phil Esposito for goals, and I'm gonna say it's something fucked. I think, like I'm. I feel like he got like 70 goals one year. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna go. Phil Esposito 70 goals. Not a points okay. guy, as you can see. Buffalo Sabres. Okay. Okay. Who's who's even played there? Um they've also they've also had guys that maybe got like 70 something points. Um Damn. This is what this is again I can feel my sickness uh working against me because I can't really focus. I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to go goals again. I feel like I do have a good handle on goal records, though. I'm going to go goals. I'm going to go 76, and I'm going to go Alexander McGillney. Calgary Flames. Yeah. I should know that, shouldn't I? You know, especially because I got so many group chats with Flames fans bragging every two hours when Johnny Goudreau breaks another fucking record that you think I would have a good handle on if he broke either of those records this year. But I don't. I, I, I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I'm not even going to try on this one because I don't even like the... Uh, I don't like the Flames. I'm going to go points. Let's go... Uh, I don't know. Who's a fucking guy? Let's go Doug Gilmore, 119. There you go. That's a that's a guy. Okay. Who the, gives a shit? Uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Carl, sure. The Smurricanes, eh? This is a tough one, I feel like. Because you got Hartford. But Hartford sucked. But so has Carolina for a long time. So, until recently. 
going to be bold on this one. I'm going to go points. I'm going to go Eric Stahl with 109. Okay. The Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, God. Uh, Stan Makita with something. Uh, <clears throat> let's go... Yeah, let's go points again. I'll go Stan Makita with 132 points. Colorado Avalanche. I'm going to go goals. Joe Sackick with... 58. Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, God. What did Panarin get a couple of years ago? I'm going to go points. I'll go Artemi Panarin with 94. Okay. Dallas Stars. True. <laughs> True. I feel like this is getting harder as I go along because now I'm just overthinking it now. Um, Dallas Stars. Let's go Mike Manano. Uh, points. Mm, that doesn't even sound right, though. People who are not as well-versed in, like, the history of, like, the 80s and 90s as you and I are are going to laugh when I say this. Part of me is thinking the goal record is fucking Brian Bellows. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just sounds right. Fuck it. Let's take a risk here. Let's go goals. Brian Bellows. 50... 58... I think that's a little high, but yeah, I know we had a couple years where Brian Bellows, well, not even like maybe one year where Brian Bellows was like, Oh, look at this fucking guy. Brian Bellows, Safari Planet. Um, that's right. <laughs> uh, the Detroit Red Wings. I'm Brian Bellows. <laughs> Detroit Red Wings. I don't know. Let's just play it safe here. I'm going to go points. I'm going to go Alex Del Vecchio, and I'm going to go, like, let's go, like, 120. I don't know. The old local pick. I like it. Yeah, sure. What the hell? Um, Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> which one? Which one shall I have? See, the funny thing is, I was going to go points, but I actually don't know that I can think of the actual number right off right off the cusp. Like, I, I'm between two different numbers, and they're very far apart. So, I'm going to go uh, Wayne Gretzky, goals, 92. Okay. Florida Panthers. Uh, I don't know. Ole Jokinen with 30. I think they got about six guys that have more goals than that on the roster right now. Um, damn, if only I knew what Huberto was at for points right now, because I sort of feel like he's got to be it. They're going to go Huberto with 107 points. I don't know. Just throwing a number out there. Oh, no. Uh, Can I take that back? Sure. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I got to go. 
Uh, way different. I'm going to go goals. Uh, Pavel Bure with 60. That's way, uh, that's way uh, more sure of a fucking guess. Okay, LA Kings. Uh, what's that bum's name? <laughs> I'm going to go goals. I'm going to go Bernie Nichols. I'm going to go 72. My ceiling is falling in on me. Oh, good. I think it is raining uh, pretty hard. I did not know that. Uh, the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, because I was going to open my window so I could cool off in my fucking room, but uh, then we'd hear the rain. Can Minnesota Wild. The rain. Who will stop the rain, James? Um, <laughs> no, that wasn't that funny. Um, love, rain on me. Rain on me. Rain, rain. Hmm. It's a tough one. I don't know. Let's go Marion Gabrick with uh, like 48 goals. I don't know. I feel like I'm missing an obvious one there, but whatever. Okay. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, the Canadiens. Eh? I have no earthly idea. Uh, yeah. This has got to be the hardest one, right? I don't know. They've had so many guys have like 70 fucking goals, 3,000 points in a year. I don't know. Jean something with like 150. One of the Jeans. <laughs> no, let me think about it. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I actually think that is my guess. I think I'm gonna go Belvo with like uh, like 150. Honestly, points, not goals. I hope so. Yeah, well, I don't know. The team was good. They could have done it probably. That was them after uh, case of beer each. Imagine true. if they uh, ate like the players from today. Uh, the Nashville Predators. Oh, God. It's not much. Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Again, because I... <coughs> Again, because I've paid so little attention to the NHL recently. I know that Roman Yossi is closing in on or has hit 100 points. I wouldn't be shocked if he if that's their points in a season record. Um but I can't really put a number or name definitively to the points. So I'm going to stick to goals because I have a better handle on it. But the issue with goals is that it could be anyone. And the number's like, the number is like 41. Like it, it's not very high. Uh, like I, I can definitively say they've never had a 50 goal scorer. I don't think anyone's even really come all that close. The, the other issue, too, is I don't know how many goals Philip Forsberg has this season. Because um, when I was still in the fantasy playoffs, he was definitely on pace to potentially break their goal record. Uh, but I don't know if he stayed healthy or what. I don't watch the Predators. I'm going to go Philip Forsberg, and I'm going to say 42. Doesn't really sound right, though. 
All right. No, uh, the, that can't even be right, but whatever. <laughs> fucking leave it. Whatever. Maybe he's at 42 now. I don't know. The New Jersey Devils. 30 once. The New Jersey Devils, eh? Well, better be Patrick Eliash. Uh, do I want points or goals? I will take points. And I'm going to go Patrick Eliash with 109, maybe? Sounds about right. Yeah. Patrick Eliash, 109. Okay. New York Islanders. Um, let's go Mike Bossy with... Uh, 61. 61 or 59, but I'm going to go 61. The New York Rangers. Uh, Bobby Holik. Uh, <laughs> you like that one, eh? <laughs> uh, shit. All right. This one I think is going to throw some people off, but I feel, I feel good about it. Okay. I'm going to go points. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go Yarmer Yager with 123. All right. The Ottawa Senators. <coughs> Let's go goals. And I'm going to go Danny Heatley with 50. On the nose, eh? Yeah. Philadelphia Flyers. Uh-huh. That's uh that's that's a tricky one. See, here's the thing is they've been like that psycho Bobby Clark has been involved so long, both as a player and like an executive. Psycho Bobby that, Clark. Like they they've <laughs> they've had so many people just come in for like a year or two, put up like a hundred points, and he's like, I don't like him, he's soft. I don't really like him. He's got a, a big visor. I don't really like him. He uses sticks from Europe. I don't know. Let's or, let's just or perhaps it's Mr. Bobby Clark. Eh, they're coming in to break my record, maybe. Yeah, I've thought that too, but I, I don't really know what the number would be. Uh, this feels more like a points one for me. I don't really think he has the points record. I feel like he has the goals record, but. I'm going to go points, and I'm going to go Eric Lindros with 119. It might be higher than that, even. I don't know. Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's go uh, points. I'm going to go Mario Lemieux, 199. I don't think he ever got over 200. 199. The San Jose Sharks. Uh, I'm going to go... Eh, let's not be so confident about that. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to go goals. And I'm going to go Jonathan Chichu with 56. St. Louis Blues. Very much a Bernie Nichols sort of uh, vibe on that one. Got to tell you, James. I have no idea. Uh, so I'm just going to say uh, Bernie Federko 
I don't know. They've never had any uh, good forwards. Let's go Bernie Federko with like 130 points. I have no idea. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I'm going to go goals. And I'm going to go Steven Stamkos with 60. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Ah, uh, see, here's the thing. What number is he at now? I'm going to go Austin Matthews. I'm going to go 50. I'll go 59. The Vancouver Canucks. Let's go goals. Let's go Pavel Bure with uh, 61. And the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, fuck. It's just hard to sort through who they've had on any given season. Um, I'm going to say that the goal record is William Carlson with 43. Washington Capitals. Oh. Have they had anyone good? I'm going to say that the record is Alex Ovechkin with 65. And the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, yeah. I knew this at one point. I'm going to say it's Ilya Kovalchuk with 50 goals. All right, Bruce. Um, you did very well. Nice. Um, since I filled out both categories completely, uh, my total number is actually not representative of a comparable score, but we'll just kind of break them down as I go. So, uh, Anaheim Ducks, you said Corey Perry, 50 goals. Um, you were two off the number. The real number is 52 goals in a season achieved by Timo Solani. Fucking bum. Yeah. Uh, Timo Solani also holds the goals record for the Arizona Coyotes franchise when he scored 76 with the Winnipeg Jets. So you got that one on cool. the money. That's three points there. Uh, Phil Esposito is correct. He had 76 big ones for the Boston Bruins. Cool. Uh, you also got Alexander McGillney, who also had 76 goals. 76, uh, a big goal scoring number for, for these guys, apparently. Yeah. Um, Calgary Flames, you went, you know what? You went Doug Gilmore. I myself was a Joe Newendike man. Um, Kent Nielsen holds the single-season points record for the Calgary Flames, 131. Great. I don't even know how that's uh, possible because he was drafted by the Oilers in 04 and played 130 games in the 2000s. So, well, that's Robert Nielsen. Yeah, there it is. Uh, I like this one. Uh, Eric Stahl, we both guessed Eric Stahl. We both guessed 109 points, and Eric Stahl never had 109 points, so that's, that's really cool. <laughs> okay. Um, some guy named Mike Rogers set the franchise record back in the 80s. What? With, with 105. Are you sure you're not thinking of Jeff Rogers? Uh, nope. Mike Rogers. Oh, okay. From Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, you guessed 132 points by Stan Makita. Um, 
The franchise record is 131, so you were close there, but uh, it's held by Denny Savard. Ah, Denny. Denny, Denny. Uh, we both picked uh, uh, Joe Sackick for the goals record in Colorado. Um, however, Michael Goulet holds it from his oh, 57 goal sakes. season. Who's got the points then? Is it Stasny? Peter Stasny, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Checks out. Hey, you got our Timmy Pinneron correct though with the Columbus Blue Jackets. You were, you're just a little high. He only had 87. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, you got Brian Bellows correct. Uh, Brian Bellows co-shares the record with Dino Cicerelli. They both had 55 goals. Uh, that's pretty cool, actually. Welcome to Safari Planet. Uh, you guessed Alex Delvecchio for Detroit. Um, I don't know if you're forgetting about a little man uh, by the name of Steve Eisenman, but he had 155 big ones back in 1989. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no idea. That's cool, though. That's like the fifth highest single season point total, I think. It's something ridiculous he, he had that year. Well, it's just it, it, because when I started watching hockey, Steve Eisman didn't get points, nor did anyone ever that played for the Red Wings. Like, they're, they're, they're a bunch of guys who could get, like, a point per game. But it's because there was only so much to go around, and Eisman was playing defense and all this shit. So, uh, yeah, I forgot that he didn't used to play defense. That's, that's cool. Very true. Um. Wayne Gretzky, 92 goals in the season, the, the single-season record. Uh, Florida Panthers, you were a single goal off, my guy. Pavel Bore had back-to-back 59-goal seasons for the Florida Panthers. Oh, fuck. We got to 60. Uh, Bernie Nichols is correct with 70. Kind of kind of wild. Like, that. that is the – that's the ultimate, like, this guy – I don't think he never even had a 50 goal season any other year, but he, he just went off batted to hell. Maybe some PEDs, you know, back in the day, wink, wink. Marion Gabrick used to hold the record for the Minnesota wild. Uh, it was broken this year by Kirill Kaprizov. So whatever number Kaprizov's at right now, that's the record. Okay. Also has the points. <clears throat> As we mentioned, uh, the recently departed Guy Lafleur holds both records for the Montreal Canadiens. 60 goals as well as 136 points. Oh. Roman Yossi is the active points leader for the Predators this season with whatever he's at. But you guessed goals, and you got the guy right, Philip Forsberg. I just don't know how many he's got this year. I know it's him. He's got it. It's just whatever his total is. How many, how many has okay. Philip got now? Yeah, that'd be good to know. Don't I get points according to how far off I was from the numbers anyway? Yeah, yeah. Philip's got uh, 39. Cool. Sick. 64 <laughs> games, though. Good season. Yeah. The Devils, you said Eliash. That's correct. You were a little high. 13 points over his uh, his record, which is 96. Jesus Christ. That franchise yeah. has like eight Stanley Cups. Uh, Mike Bossy also holds both the goals record and the <laughs> points record for the Islanders. Um, so you got him correct. But you were a little, little short a little short on the number there. 69 goals from Mike Bossy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice season. Uh, Yarmor Yager, 123. Bang on the money. There it is. 
Bang on the money. Nice. Bang on the, bang on the money. Danny Heatley, 50. 50. Let's go. Not even close uh, on the Flyers, probably. No. Mark Recchi, 123 points. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That guy won't stop haunting me. But uh makes you feel any better. But bang on the money with Mario Lemieux, 199 points. Let's go. Bang on the money with Jonathan Chichu, 56 goals. Had a good little run. Here. Um Bernie Bernie Federko. This is wow, I gotta look at this guy's career high, because I don't Oh wow, okay. Yeah, he actually had some hundred point seasons. I, I always thought of him as like a seventy point guy. For his career, but uh, we were looking for uh, a, a young man by the name of Brett Hull, who had 131. Oh, yeah, forgot he played yeah. there. Steven Stamkos, 60, bang on the money. Nice. Uh, Austin Matthews. You know what? We might be a, a day early on this one. Uh, he's only at 58, <laughs> so you might get there. Maybe, maybe he finishes the year off with 59. We'll see. Hopefully, he plays. True. Uh, Pavel Bore, you were one off. He had uh, 60 goals with the Vancouver Canucks. William Carlson, bang on the money, 43, the Vegas Golden Knights. Alex Ovechkin, bang on the money, was 65. And uh, Kovalchuk, you came up too short. He, he had 52 goals. Yeah, so quite well, my friend. Quite well. You, you missed... Uh, you missed a few obvious ones there, but, uh, you know. I just, I couldn't remember with Kovalchuk if he had a year where he had, like, you know, 54 or some shit. Like, I don't I don't have a good uh, knowledge of his career by mm. the numbers, really, so. To, to uh, wave my own flag, I, I only missed five franchise goal scorers, but my numbers were way off. I, I I don't know what part of me thought Mario Mario Lemieux never had seventy goals in the season, but I I tapped him out at sixty nine for some reason. Yeah, no, he he did it a few times, I think, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Like several seventies plus. Eight eighty five was his career high. So uh, I was gonna say, like, I, I think there was a mid eighty in there, even. Yeah. So the highest, <clears throat> the highest in the season is Gretzky at ninety two, right? Yeah. Is Hall the next, or did Gretzky have like an eighty-seven goal year or something? Gretzky had like an eighty-seven goal year, yeah, and then yeah, and yeah Hall. Okay. Okay. Pretty crazy, cool. So yeah, there's that. That's that's what I did bored during uh, isolation. Um, gonna wrap up with an overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite animated shows. Animated yeah. shows. It's yeah. Uh, we, should, we should clarify network. like. Like animated comedies, you know, we weren't we weren't really fishing for like oh your Sesame Streets and whatnot here. Uh, well, that, also um, not animated, my guy. Well, you you know, like uh, sorry, Arthur, you know, Magic School Bus. Kind of yeah, yeah, there you go. That's that's actually what I was thinking of. Beep beep. I'm on the Magic School Bus. Yeah, Miss Frizzle in the base. She get her on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I wonder what she's saying these days. Holy man, she was crazy back then. <laughs> Who knows how the years have aged her? Oh, to bring that little lizard thing of hers. 
Um, they don't. Uh, I know it's probably a dumb question. They don't still make that show, do they? You know what? I saw like a revamped version where like the animation oh, cool. had improved, and it's creepy looking. Like they they try to make the kids look too realistic. Oh, yeah. No, you're yeah. you're right. They did. Uh, they revamped it for a year. Literally one year. That oh. show wasn't on very long. I guess not. Eh? No, it was 1994 to 1997. And then 2017 to 2018. But, like, honestly, that is one of the only shows I remember watching, like, as a very young kid after school. Like, I watched that. I watched Arthur. And honestly, I don't remember anything else. Like, I feel like those were, like, the only two, really. I'm sure there were other ones, but... It was, um... It was to us what Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy was to my grandparents. You know, yeah. back to back. Yeah. You want to know something crazy too? The uh, the show Magic School Bus was created by your cousin Joanna Cole. Well, That's crazy. Really your cousin, but yeah. Um, favorite Magic School Bus episode. Okay, so I only have one vivid memory of the show in in terms of like an episode, and I don't know what the hell they were thinking, but they went to like some. Oh, it was like a haunted house or like a haunted museum thing. And they were like singing, but yep. the music was all creepy. You remember which one I'm talking about? Yeah. I used to think, like, it didn't scare me, but as a kid, I'm like, this is fucking kind of creepy. <laughs> but I, 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 I remember being quite entertained by the episode still. So I remember that one. That, yeah. That's the one that stands out. I am not going to lie to you. I think that's my girlfriend's favorite episode as well. We've had that. Oh, yeah. This the same discussion. I wonder, fuck, was it funny, like, to a kid, or was it just, like, an entertaining show? Like, did they crack, like, jokes that we would have laughed at as kids? They they cracked jokes that definitely probably went over our head, but, um... Yeah, eh? so it was, it was, was like... Yeah? Okay, because that's the other thing, too. I don't really remember how, like, aged the show was necessarily, necessarily. like, if it was for, like... Because I was pretty young when I was watching it, I guess. But, like, I didn't know if it was meant for maybe, like, 8 to 11s or if it was meant more for, like, 3 to 6, you know? Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, anyway, we're not doing children's animated TV shows under, underrated, overrated, favorite, least favorite. We're, we're doing adult animated shows. So, um, some, some more um, grown-up humor, you might say. You know, though, speaking of grown-up grown up humor, you know who voiced Miss Frizzle? I couldn't... Uh, Francis McDermott? Like, honestly, really good guess, but no. Lily Tomlin. Wow. Yeah. That... Alright, you know what? I might have to rewatch this show then, because if Lily Tomlin thought it was funny, it had to be funny. Cool. Anyway... Uh, yeah, no, adult humor, though, for sure. Uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You won't find much of that in Magic School Bus, from what I gather. I don't believe so, no. Um, no. You're overrated. Uh, well, it's, it's the simple choice, but my overrated is Family Guy. Uh, just for the simple fact that, um, like, uh, uh, when it hits, it's among 
like as funny as a show can possibly be, I think, for sure. But the issue with Family Guy uh, post-revival, like so season four and on, is that it became a sketch comedy show. You know, like they it really relied on its uh, its flashbacks and, and, you know, little jokes. You know, it was never going to be the plot uh, itself that was going to be all that creative or funny. Uh, rarely, if ever, actually. And so <clears throat> my issue as a Family Guy fan-ish is that... Uh, the seasons that it really <coughs> sort of gained the seasons where it really sort of gained popularity is like, I would say season five to 12, which for me is like unwatchably bad, like un un unwatchably bad. A lot of it. I, I can't, I can't as a fan of the show, watch it. I love the early seasons, the reboot, season was fine and then they got into this little rut and then about 10 years ago the sort of fan base that they had built up in the in the late 90s early 2000s was gone because of that humor that they sort of built up well then it kind of got funny again but like what people accept as family guy like its type of humor you think of the stuff from like 5 to 12 and to me it's not funny so I would say the show itself is overrated um, because when someone asks me if it's funny, that's the answer I have to give. And if the answer is not a simple yes, there's a problem. So, Okay. Mm -hmm. My overrated is The Simpsons because okay. uh, any television show that is older than I am <laughs> is overrated. <laughs> yeah, that's that's... That's oh, I don't know if I would agree with that. Is that true of the prices right? Yeah. <laughs> that shit should have died with Bob. Ooh, that's that's what we'll do next week. Ooful game shows. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um okay, anyway, you're the Simpsons. Yeah, so it, it's it's been thirty two years of uh cartoons. It's, that's that's too many cartoons. It's, it's yeah. too much. It's time to just wait, let it go, Matt. It's it's so, done. So, you know what? I'll give I'll give my Simpsons thoughts uh, later. Um, my uh, sorry, were you done? Yeah, I noticed you got a blizzard too. Yeah, not like a like a Dairy Queen blizzard. Yeah, a family member uh, picked that up for you, or yeah, I'm I'm sick. <laughs> I get ice cream. You didn't run out mid-episode and get it? What a stupid <laughs> fucking question that was for me. Uh, what uh, what kind of blizzard you got there? I think it's Oreo. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, I've been craving a blizzard lately, and it's more so because I've been craving a flamethrower burger. Uh -huh. um, but it is the only place where I will go get a burger and get like ice cream or a dessert after like you, you i'm one or the other usually i rarely get dessert after a meal i have to at dairy queen it's too fucking good you have to love dairy queen hot eats um, and cool treats you know yep that's <laughs> that's right try sticking your flamethrower burger into your blizzard the freaking thing melts wow. um that would have happened anyway any burger will do that um my underrated is Archer. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily like 
a huge fan of Archer. I, I do really like it. I think it's really funny. <clears throat> the thing for me is like, like I've looked into this before, right? I didn't really prepare for this particular rufle, but I just, I know I've seen before like articles that'll say that it's like a top three animated series of all time. And usually those are written by like critics. And then when I ask people if they've ever seen Archer, they'll tell me no. But the same people, not you, will say that they think Bob's Burgers is incredible. And I don't know that one is necessarily funnier than the other, but I think Bob's Burgers has gained more of like a universal following, whereas Archer really seems to have a niche fan base. And it's the one show where that really confuses me. Like, I get it with like Rick and Morty. I get it with um, uh, Futurama. I don't get why Archer has like a niche following. It, it is just pound for pound, joke after joke after joke. You can't get 10 seconds without someone saying something hilarious. Uh, it's a very good show. I like it. That's I've never I've never given it any time of day, if I'm being honest with you. I, I don't even know where to find it. It is on Disney Plus. It was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it still is. And it was on Prime at one point. It, a very accessible show if you live in Canada, I would say, too. Okay. Um, my underrated is, uh, it's a recent one, uh, called Final Space. Have you seen Final Space, my guy? No, I can't say that I've even heard of it. Tell me. Uh, it's on Netflix, uh, as well. Um, uh, it's, uh, I'm trying to think, like, Fred Armisen's in it, uh, Conan O'Brien has a couple voice roles, Jane Lynch. Yes. Steve Yen. Um... <coughs> The main, the main guy is Olin Rogers. Uh, Hang on. This is sounding a little more familiar now. I feel like maybe I started watching this and just like it was the wrong setting. Mm. No, I definitely have never tried watching this. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's about this uh, this uh, idiot uh, that is uh, like trapped in a, in a space station and uh, he's like a grunt like like a fry from Futurama if you will um, and uh, one day like the robots like I guess they like wake up and like they need him to like steer the ship because they're going to collide with something or something ridiculous and and now he's like the captain of the ship and they rescue this alien life being and the life being is actually like super dangerous but it acts really cute and, and innocent and and he doesn't realize how dangerous this thing is, and um, this could literally just blow up and kill him at any moment. And he's just a—he's just an idiot. And then eventually the series progresses, and uh, it's just a, a fun workplace uh, in a space station type of type of humor. And there's a lot of danger around every corner. And this this again, I attribute a lot of it back to Futurama's character of Fry there, where this guy's just thinks he's the thinks he's hot shit. And he's just completely inept. It's uh, it's really fun. Okay, I uh, I will say this much. I um, <clears throat> as I've said, uh, I said to my mother yesterday <coughs> because I watched two shows with Jane Lynch in it yesterday. I will watch anything that Jane Lynch thinks is funny. If Jane Lynch oh. says the show is funny, I will watch it. So 
Uh, yeah, I'll I'll give it a go. You said it's Netflix. Yes. Cool. All right. I think they just uh, they've either just put out season three or they're wrapping up season three. I'm not sure which. But. Cool. Works for me. Um. All right. Your uh, favorite. Uh, my favorite uh, comes as no surprise to anyone. Uh, it, it's a tie. I really can't pick one <laughs> over the other. Uh, it's The Simpsons or King of the Hill. Uh, there's just no real, real way to, to split it. I guess why why I didn't say anything about The Simpsons at the time is I guess I'll say it now. Um, I I would say that there's the same amount of episodes that have rewatchability in both series is sort of the problem with The Simpsons. Now, the humor in The Simpsons for sure to me is like the funniest show of all time, but. There are some dud episodes, and um, I've gotten to the point with the fandom of the show where I won't exactly remember the timing or the jokes necessarily of an episode. I remember the plot and basically how it goes, but I'll, I'll rewatch an episode, and I'll see who wrote it, and if it's not one of, like, five guys, I'm like, uh, this is going to be kind of a weird episode, and it's all splotty and just like the characters are kind of weird and um it, it, it's something you would only notice having watched as much as i have uh king of the hill don't really have any of that like season one is very different from the rest of the series and then it kind of takes a dip in season seven and gets a little weird but king of the hill has a good solid like five and a half seasons of just like gem after gem episode where there's just no no weakness all the characters are exactly who they're supposed to be they're making jokes and interacting exactly how they should and uh as an english major i i, I get kind of picky when that stuff doesn't happen so uh for me i would say that they're about equal for me king of the hill and the simpsons okay king of the hill good show it's really funny it it it, it gets a lot funnier as i get older for me yeah it's good uh, my favorite is Futurama. Really? Yeah. That, that, I have never been so, you and I have been friends for like 20 years. I have never been so caught off guard by an answer of yours. And I didn't know you liked Futurama at all. Oh, yeah. Oh, Futurama's fantastic. Fan. It, it's fantastic. I've been, because I got Disney Plus, I've been watching, uh, I've been rewatching it lately. Fuck it. It's I haven't seen it in so long that almost everything's fresh. Like there's only four or five episodes where I'm like, oh yeah, I remember all this. But everything else is pretty fresh to me. Fuck, it's so good, man. Um side side note, was that lightning that just struck outside our, our houses? Uh well, maybe it hit your block and not mine yet. All right. Well, the something has crashed into my front lawn then. Um yeah, Futurama. Cool. I it just uh, I, I'm going through the motions of watching it again as well. And um, funnier now that I've uh, aged and learned some things and know For how sure. uh, science works. And uh, an incredibly smart show. Like I was reading a couple articles about how like certain episodes are the level of physics that are taken into consideration yeah. when talking about like the space travel and stuff like that is is beyond the like what you need to get by with an animated television show that's based on comedy um and they just did their homework and 
it pays off. Yeah, you're right. I, I've noticed that kind of thing. I, I, I said to someone this week, uh, I think I actually was texting someone a joke from Futurama. You know this about me. The easiest way to get me to laugh in a show, movie, anything is a reoccurring gag. If you're able to just bring something up a few times in an episode really organically, I really love that. And so the more times, like there's so many running gags in Futurama, but the more times that the professor walks in and says, good news, everyone, it just gets funnier and funnier. And then when he mixes it up, it's like, just walks in one episode, news, everyone. Oh, oh, okay. Bad news, everyone. Like it's, it, I'm just always waiting for it. It kills me every time. They do have a lot of good uh, recurring gags in that show, for sure. I liked, uh, I was watching the one, not my favorite episode, because I really, I really never know what to make. My only complaint with any of the characters or any of the writing, really, I don't really know what to do with Hermes a lot of the time. Like, I just, he is funny, don't get me wrong, but like, (laughs) he's best left out of the episode a lot of the time. Like, he he rarely moves the needle for me, is what I'm getting at. But sometimes he does. And so the one episode where he, he loses his job as a bureaucrat, you know, it, it's it's a really kind of a dumb episode. But, like, I was watching it, and I'm like, whatever. The same episode, they take out Bender's uh, girder chip or whatever. And so he's just, like, a stock Bender. He has no personality. And so he just keeps going around. I am Bender. Please insert girder. And so, toward the end, Hermes has this big song where he's going on and on about, like, bureaucracy and all this stuff. And then they all kind of chime in a line. So, like, Fry will sing a line, and then Leela sings a line, and then the professor sings a line, and the fourth line is, I am Bender, please insert Girder in the middle of the song. And I fucking howled for, like, five minutes. Because I still didn't see it coming when they rhymed Leela's line it sounded something like further or something. I still didn't see it fucking coming. And they did it. And I was like, holy fuck, man. Like, I, I lost it. It's stupid, but it's it, it, it was it was great. What a show. Great show. Uh, my least favorite. Uh, it, it's Robot Chicken. I don't get it. <laughs> okay. Never, never, never did. I don't. I've never watched it once and laughed at it at all. I don't. I don't. I think it's really dumb. That's it. Um, least <laughs> <doesn't>, <laughs> I, I remember watching uh, a little bit of it. Uh, it was fine. Like that. That's the best. It was a I could really say about big it. thing for a while, though. Eh? Like, well, because like, they always seem to get like big voice just... guests each week, and then like, well, Seth Seth Green makes a show. Yeah, and he's friends with fucking everyone, and he's. You know, he's on Family Guy, and then meanwhile, he's got his own show. Like, what? what's... I'm not saying he did this, but, like, well, like what's Seth MacFarlane gonna do? And Seth Green's like, hey, man, you wanna come on my show? Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, sure, why not? I don't know. Whatever. Like, yeah. why the fuck not? Are you gonna like say the, no? Uh, there was an episode where they had, like, a the 70s show. They had the circle in the basement. Yeah. And they pulled I all the voice that. guys from the 70s show, you know? I appreciated that reference. Like I, I saw that and I thought it was funny. But, uh, but yeah. 
Anyway, my least favorite is uh, American Dad. Oh, yeah. uh, It is the humor of that era of Family Guy that you were talking about that is just the worst. And they tried to make an entire show based on that humor from that era of Family Guy. And uh, not for me, you might say. It's fairly weak. I've watched a good chunk of it. Um, Like, well, I shouldn't say that because I don't know if it's still on the air. But, like, at one point I watched, like, maybe three or four seasons of it. And uh, it ha- it has its moments. Like, I remember it had, like, a few episodes where I'm like, oh, this is really funny. But, uh, but yeah, generally speaking, it was just kind of a reach. And, uh, yeah, you're right. It's, a, it's, a, it's the anti-Futurama to The Simpsons where they took what they were doing at a time, made essentially a spinoff, and... It didn't work. Very bad show. Not good. Not great. It's not for me either. I, I was going to ask, though. Um, so you said you watched Final Space. Like, are you into any... Are there any current animated shows that have come out in the last, like, four or five years that are really all that good? Because it seems to me that every time I turn on Netflix or any of these channels, uh, that now there's a new animated show like it feels like it's every couple of weeks there's a new fucking animated show and mm-hmm. i'll i'll try a lot of them and i can't get into almost any of them like the closest i've gotten into one in the last like maybe three four years was big mouth big okay, mouth yeah yeah big mouth is okay i don't love it but but it's all right that's a good one uh i'm i'm feeling like i'm forgetting something from crave like i, I want to say there's something on crave that was animated that was really good but maybe only last a season or so i don't know what it would be though mm. did well, you watch the oscars wow <clears throat> um, i'm not asking i'm not asking because i want to rehash a meme from four weeks ago but i'm just curious if you actually watched the show I think I watched, like, uh, Girlfriend's Mother had the red carpet thing on TV, so we watched that. Probably watched, like, the first hour, and then I went home to watch hockey, and uh, I heard nothing else happened that night, so. Nope. Very quiet, lovely evening. All the stars were out. Everyone got along. No dust-ups. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) No dust-ups. No, I was I was just curious. I uh, because uh, we didn't do our uh, our Oscar episode yet again this year, so I wasn't sure if you had watched many or any of those with the all the no time that you have. Um, <laughs> but I was yeah, I was curious if you had watched that at all too. Yeah, I, I saw a couple of the uh, of the movies, but um, definitely not enough to form a strong opinion on on who was going to win or anything like that. So, okay, uh, I'm just glad everyone had fun. Everyone had a good time. That's that's what's oh, most yeah, important. They're, they're definitely going to do it again next year for sure. <clears throat> I loved it too. The the one year that decided to bring the hosts back. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, but I don't know. <clears throat> that's the other thing. If those were the hosts that you found, did you really bring hosts back? Ooh, uh, like right. that was sort of their like in the middle. We're like, all right, well, we'll just people will host the show. Oh, cool. Are they charming people we're going to like? Well, there's going to be people. Just watch. You've heard of them. You, know? you probably don't like them. No, like, like put it this way. I, like, I don't... I, I, was Wanda Sykes one of them? Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't believe she would even do that. But like Amy, Amy Schumer, I don't know. I thought she was going to be funny. She sucks. Um, you know, I sorry. I should I should explain what I just said. Like eight years ago, I thought she was going to be really really funny, and it turns out she just sucks. Um, you know, I like Wanda Sykes, but like the weirdest one for me was Regina Hall, who I find funny. I haven't seen her in anything in ten years. And I haven't seen her in anything other than the scary movies. I think she's funny. She's one of my favorite parts of the original scary movie. That was made in like, what, 99, 97? I was very confused. I was like, that's, this is bizarre. Very bizarre choice, but whatever. Like, like, how do those three even know each other? Like that, I could see like Wanda Sykes, Regina Hall, they kind of, you know, like around the same age, same sort of movies kind of thing, but like very bizarre. Well, this has been a uh, a COVID shortened episode. Oh yeah, but uh, but an episode all the same. Well, I think uh, between all the coughs that I have to edit out, we're probably even now for times where I've had to cut my audio versus your audio. You're making some sort of a borderline joke. I got to cut out of every episode. Uh, I thank you for calling them jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Comments, yeah. Yeah, no, I... uh, This is not going to be fun to edit. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed listening to it. Um, And we'll try to not wait six weeks before coming back again. (laughs) Unless one of us dies from COVID. Well, um, hockey's done for me. So I got nothing going on. Until, uh, got a bachelor party in May. That's the one weekend we got to watch out for. Other than that, I got lots of time. So you, you let me know. Perfect. And, uh, when we know, uh, you all will know as well. And we'll talk to you then. Sounds good. All right.